0: In the previous episode, I looked at the three main reasons why New Year's resolutions tend to fail and what you can do about it. I hope you're making good progress with your goals and I feel every day offers a new opportunity to work on your goals. So if you want to learn more about goal setting and get closer to them, you should check it out. Are you feeling stuck in your career and life? I'm Chris and in 2018, I was sick of my job, I quit and I decided to go traveling around Asia. I wanted to do my own thing. After trying lots of different business ideas and making a lot of mistakes along the way, I finally found a new path and qualified as a coach. This podcast is me documenting my journey as a coach on a mission to help you find a career that matters to you. And going beyond your career, you'll get all the tools you need to smash your personal projects too. Are you ready to close the gap on where you want to be? Let's go. Hi guys. On today's podcast, we have Anthony Andrews on the show. Anthony is a former professional rugby player and secondary school teacher, now turned a double business owner. Move, Play, Pause is his fitness and well-being retreat business, and Anthony Andrews' mentoring is his new venture. With his mentoring, he helps people transform their lives after retiring from rugby. Hi, Anthony. Welcome to the podcast today. Hey there. How are we doing, Chris? Yeah, thank you for having me on. Yeah, so it was actually Lara, a long-time listener of the podcast, that put us in touch, so looking forward to chatting, and thanks to Lara, if you're listening, for the recommendation.
1: Indeed, yeah, very kind of random, but yeah, appreciate it. Would you
0: mind telling our listeners a little bit about your backstory, please?
1: Yeah, no worries. So I suppose I'll start with my first career change, (laughs) which was an enforced one. I was playing um, professional rugby, so I was playing for London Welsh in their academy. I, um, I got capped for Wales. My dad and his side of the family are from Wales. So I played for Wales when I was 18 and I got a bad knee injury. So that pretty much stopped my career. So yeah, with that, I got into coaching rugby. I was working in a gym at the time. So worked my way up through the roles and the kind of chain at the gym and and went on to manage the gym while I was doing my rehab and, and everything else. And then after a few years coaching and working in the gym, I decided to get into teaching. Just had a kind of call one day to try something different and got into teaching. Just before I started education, I went on a yoga retreat and it, it kind of blew my mind open a little bit to all these other worlds of meditation and yoga. And, you know, it was a very different world from the rugby world that I was used to. I went on this retreat and I was lucky enough to kind of get to know the two ladies that were running the retreat. And I was there and I was like thinking, oh, have you thought about doing this on the retreat? Just thought about doing a bit of fitness, a bit of this, a bit of that. And they were like, no, we haven't. But if you want to run a retreat, we'll help you run one. <laughs> and um, so, again, I kind of fell into running these kind of holistic retreats out in Spain, which, you know, combined a bit of fitness, a bit of movement, a bit of yoga, a bit of meditation you know all these kind of different things and and this is where one of my businesses was essentially born which is move play pause running retreats while I was teaching it got to lockdown last year and um, I done a holistic lifestyle coaching course and it just got me asking big questions about what I wanted to do and yeah decided that teaching in education and formal education wasn't necessarily the right role for me and yeah decided to go full-time with that move play pause business in september and then yeah then december i started doing a business course to help me get clear on move play pause but that then pushed me into opening a second business or starting a second business where i'm going to be working with retired rugby players um, and helping their transition from playing rugby to life post rugby so yeah so now i'm just yeah working on those two businesses and um yeah, enjoying, enjoying the process, enjoying learning as I go.
0: Yeah, that's a number of transitions there. And yeah, I love how you came full circle with the coming back to the rugby and helping people that might have been in a similar position you're unfortunately uh, forced into.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's been amazing because it it almost kind of came out of nowhere in a way because I went into doing this business course just in my head, just thinking, right, I'm, I'm going to use this business course to get super clear on which direction and how... I'm going to run, move, play, pause. I didn't for a second even really think at the time going into this course that I would be sitting here now talking about working with retired rugby players, but it hundred percent makes sense. I'm finding the more I actually talk about my journey and my business, the more, the clearer I'm getting. Like I spoke to a friend of mine earlier that I haven't seen for ages. He was a rugby player and, you know, we used to work together at the school and coach together and stuff and I was just talking to him about it and just talking to people about it, it Was and he was like mate that sounds amazing and I was just coming up with like more ideas and just getting clear and so I think the more I'm talking about it and I'm I'm sensing the excitement in my voice as well which is always a good thing it's like oh I'm like this feels right talking about
0: it. I can hear ex- how excited you're getting about it it's
1: a good sign that you know it's not hard. I'm like, oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's just that, like, no, this is like, you know, it feels like I'm doing
0: the right thing. Should we look at like different parts of your career and then like what encouraged you to make the next steps?
1: Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good.
0: You were looking at getting into teaching. What was the draw to get into teaching?
1: It come to a stage where I'd, I felt like I'd done enough working in this particular role in fitness and I was looking for just a different challenge. And teaching was something I'd always kind of thought about. I had a little bit of exposure working with young youngsters with the rugby and I quite enjoyed it. But even though I, I got into rugby coaching fairly early after finishing my playing career, I still kind of struggled with, you know, speaking in front of groups, you know, I was a little bit shy, a little bit nervous. So I thought, you know what, that would be a real challenge. You know, I studied maths at university and uh, so I went in as a maths teacher. I worked for two years in at Windsor Girls
0: School. I know you said you did the retreats. How did you go about starting a business on the side when you were still working?
1: Yeah, you know, because I was teaching it, I was very restricted into when I could do courses, when I could go away because of the, the school holidays. Because as a teacher, it's pretty much unheard of to take any time off during, holiday, during the term time. So was running these retreats in Spain during the school holidays while I was teaching And I worked part-time. So the first year I worked three days a week and the second year I worked four days a week. I knew that I couldn't go full-time. I think this was a big moment for me because I'd done my teacher training full-time as being head coach of Windsor Rugby Club and running retreats. And it kind of got to a point, I remember being on one of the retreats actually, and someone on the retreat was like, and do you ever stop? <laughs> and, I, and at first, and when, I, when they said it, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 yeah." I just kind of brushed it off. But I think it was a few months later that summer, where I just finished this ridiculously busy year of teacher training. Like, teacher training year is just ridiculously stressful. You have to do so much work. You have to just tick so many boxes, and just really, really challenging. And like I say, was head coach of a rugby team as well. And and I got to the summer holidays. I was in such a mess, to be honest. I was like, you know, I was so exhausted. And, and I remember like thinking back to that conversation on the retreat of like, Ant, do you ever stop? And and I was like, I don't think I ever have stopped.
0: No.
1: <laughs> I don't think I ever have. I, I've never had the opportunity to stop. I've never been told that it was okay to stop. And I think, you know, that's that's been a big learning curve is actually learning about you know, the other elements of life. It's not all about just doing and getting stuff done and being productive. There's so much other parts of life that you need to kind of balance that out with. And it's that balance that I've been trying to kind of find and play with for the last few years.
0: Yeah, it's all about getting the balance. How did you take the next step to make the decision to set up your mentoring business?
1: Yeah, it got to lockdown. And this kind of gave me a lot of time and a lot of a lot of space because I was teaching by this point at Windsor girls school and half of my classes that I was teaching were year 11 classes. And they basically at Easter were told, well, you there's no exams. So you're pretty much finished. So like half my timetable was cut in half. And I had two classes to look after and I had all this time and I was like, what am I going to do with all this time? So again, another kind of little synchronicity, this, you know, happened, I had an email from the Czech Institute. So I'd done a holistic lifestyle coaching level one course back in I think it was 2018, and I had an email saying holistic lifestyle coaching has had to move online. It was supposed to be run in San Diego, I think. With this holistic lifestyle coaching qualification, it it got me to really ask the bigger questions of you know what I was passionate about, what I want to do in my life, and it kind of made me really reflect on stuff and reflect on my journey working in a kind of structured environment like public education, where it was like, you've got to do this. There's all these rules. There's all these boundaries. It was like, I kind of need to get away from that, because although I enjoyed working with the the youngsters, there was a lot of the role that I didn't enjoy. You know, there was a lot of paperwork. There were lots of things that you kind of had to do things you could, couldn't do. And, you know, I enjoy maths, but you know, I kind of realized that it wasn't what I was really, really passionate about because the things I really enjoyed at school was coaching rugby. You know, I used to coach the girls rugby team and they loved it. And I really enjoyed it. I used to teach a bit of yoga. I used to teach a bit of mindfulness in the break times and, you know, talk to the kids about the mind and all these kind of things. And I was like, these are the things that I'm passionate about. It's not teaching math. So I was like, I'd feel a little, now realizing this, I'd feel a little bit, you know, unauthentic going back in September and actually turning back up there as a maths teacher. Cause I just felt like I've, I've just had these big realizations of, you know, these are the things I'm not, I don't really want to do. So I kind of made the decision to end my teaching job back in May, I think it was. And, from September started working full time on on move play pause so i started doing some online classes started to work with a few clients one to one
0: and what's been the hardest part about setting up your new business
1: and yeah and it was you know it was it was kind of scary i mean i'd never really had a job where i didn't have a fixed income or a boss or an employer or anything like that you know i'd never really worked for myself so you know, the kind of shift was a little bit uncomfortable, to be honest, those first few months, just like, Oh, what, what do I do now kind of thing. But it was, you know, it was really exciting. And and it it got a a few months into it, it kind of dawned on me that I didn't have a clue what I was doing. (laughs) Like I had all this passion and all this drive to want to help people. But I didn't really know how to, you know, especially with, you know, lockdowns and, being forced online and stuff, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing online. I don't know how to reach people. You know, I don't really know, understand how social media works. And so I kind of realized that I needed some help. So I um, signed up for a business accelerator course with a company called London Real, who's run a big podcast that I've listened to. And it's been amazing. One of the first weeks was talking about your micro niche, which I hadn't really heard about before. And it was like, they basically said that a lot of businesses fail because they try and sell to everybody, which is what I was doing with move, play, pause. I was just targeting the whole world. It's just like I want to help the whole world. I've got so much like passion. I just want to help everybody kind of thing. But they said that because you're spreading your net so thin, people don't actually get the strong enough pull to say that you are going to help them specifically. So they said you have to target a specific kind of person and a specific kind of demographics. So all your messaging and all your everything that you put out is directed to solving their specific problem, not everybody's, you know, problems or or anything like that. So it got me kind of really reflecting on what my micro niche was, like you know. And they said, what's been what's different about you that's gonna help a specific person. So I was like, well, I've come from a professional rugby playing background. I was basically spent nine years trying to figure my life out post-rugby, going through all these physical and mental challenges along the way and learning all these tools. My micro niche is, is I'll be retired rugby players because during the time we were working out our micro niche, we'd done a bit of research and stuff like that. And I was kind of looking out, like looking to see who was out there helping retired rugby players? And I couldn't really find anybody. I was like, bloody hell, there's nobody really out there that's, you know, in this field of, of specifically helping retired rugby players with that transition from playing rugby to to, to retirement and 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 life post rugby. So I um, that kind of idea got cemented in December, and yeah, I kind of just had this realization of like, that doesn't really fit with move, play, pause. <laughs> It doesn't really fit in there. So I was like, I think I'm going to have to start another business. (laughs) So that's where the the birth of my second company came, uh, Anthony Andrews
0: Mentoring. Yeah, nice one. I think the the micro-niching is really important. I'm kind of reviewing what I'm doing as well. Like before my target market was quite broad, but now I'm trying to like hone it in a bit more. So, you know, ambitious, driven, positive young professionals, maybe working in engineering because I went from aerospace and then like quit aerospace I was doing a bit of property on the side and then got into property because I'm passionate about property and then also just starting the coaching business as well so going through that kind of transition I've yeah it's cool I want to help others that just feel like their career's stagnating and and don't know what to do next say if someone is in a career that they're not really happy with and you know considering the idea of doing something else or maybe starting a business what's like the best advice you would give based on what you've learned so far on your journey
1: The biggest game changers for me with you know decisions that I've made around my big decisions around careers and stuff like that is limiting beliefs and getting over the fear of doing it because a lot of people will not do something, even though they've got that inner urge to really do something, they don't do it because they're fearful. Whether that's fearful of what other people think of you know, society of, of, of whatever, or maybe you're just fearful in yourself. So, you know, for me last few years, I've kind of like started practice meditation and learning about myself, learning about my fears. And then I've actually put myself in situations that have been scary. So I've practiced feeling fear and just doing stuff anyway, becoming familiar with fear, breathing with fear and you know being kind of interested in fear because a lot of people are so so kind of held back by fear and like and i know there's obviously kind of like bills to pay and all these kind of stuff that you also obviously need to consider but find some things that you know are scary for you and practice just not necessarily jumping in diving into your fears but just Just kind of like play with your fears a little bit and just start to get used to understanding what fear feels like in your body and learning to be able to move with it and breathe with it and not be strangled by it. Because, you know, for a lot of my life, I I was kind of strangled by my fear, strangled by the fact that, you know, I used to be quite a shy kid when I was younger. And I, you you know, I used to be scared of like talking, even just talking to people, I'd be a bit shy. But now I'm just like, right, I'm quite happy having a conversation with anybody. And like, you know, working in education, standing in front of 30-odd teenage girls, that for me, like a few years ago, would have been the scariest thing in the world, but I'd done it. I've had a few kind of moments with fear where I really got taught a lot. Like when I was, I was in America with my brother, and we got up early one morning, because I really wanted I was like, I dragged him out of bed. I was like, come on, we got to go and watch the sunset. We were staying in this cabin in Lake Tahoe. And I was like, get up, get up. We've got to go and watch the sunset. He's like, no, 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 leave me alone. I was like, come on. So we, anyway, we walked down from this cabin towards Lake Tahoe and we turned the corner. and we We're just about to walk on this little single track bridge. and There was a massive black bear on the bridge. And I looked at it and I, was like, <gasps> I grabbed him and we managed to walk away without disturbing it. But it taught me that is what fear is. You know, that is what the stress response That's real fear. (laughs) Most of the fear that we feel on a day-to-day basis is made-up fear.
0: I think it's uh, if you're worried about the kind of consequences of like maybe trying something new or going down a certain path, but then you're kind of held back. It's like you say, just figuring out what really is that fear. You know, is it a fear of not having enough money or is it a fear of uh, what people might think and then just trying to deal with those because otherwise, yeah, you can kind of strangle you and hold you back.
1: Like, I'm sitting here now. I can't believe that I'm running two businesses and I'm having conversations with one of the England rugby coaches. That's amazing. (laughs) You know, and I'm having a conversation next week with a guy that runs the alumni for the Rugby Professionals Association, who basically has all the contacts and all the database of every single retired rugby player out there. Oh, amazing. It's just like, you know, you open yourself up to these opportunities, they are out there. But when we live in fear, our kind of walls are a little bit more closed in. Mm. We're kind of more mm. in a little box because what happens when you're in fear and when you're in stress is your focus becomes more convergent. So you become yeah. more, yeah. So you you are a little bit more contracted when you're in fear. You know, you even think about when you're scared, your body kind of contracts like this. Whereas when you're feeling joy or happiness or, you know, all these kind of other emotions, you feel a bit more expansive. And I think there's potentially going to be a lot of people, you know, having these moments like I did last year, Mm. especially with another lockdown happening where you're you're forced to have more time to think about stuff. And, you know, it's probably gonna be a lot of people actually being forced into a position where they're having to think about other careers because of you know, redundancies, furlough ended, all this kind of you know, so I think there's going to be a lot of people out there that's going to need a bit of help with that transition into different careers. I think it's a great place to, to be right
0: now. It's nice nice having conversations and trying to help people. That's what I really like about coaching as well. It's really positive. Yeah, it's just quite fun having conversations and trying to ask the right questions.
1: Yeah, having, having a coach is so powerful and so underrated. I think, you know, as, as adults... I think a lot of adults are just almost a bit arrogant in that like, cause I'm an adult, why do I need to get any help? I know what, you know, and they kind of feel almost like a bit, a bit nervous about or or like a bit shy about asking for help because, you know, I don't know, like, especially men as well. It's just like, Oh, what do I need help for? You know, but it's when you get the right person to help you, like you say, they ask you questions that you, you wouldn't have even thought of or, get you to think about things from different perspectives and different angles and so yeah i think i think the benefits of coaching and mentoring are huge
0: yeah so valuable yeah thanks for being on the podcast antony and sharing your journey
1: pleasure thank you for having me
0: how can our listeners connect with you to find out more information what's the best way
1: so at the moment my social media is coachant on instagram move play pause is my business and then Anthony Andrews Mentoring is my website for my new mentoring business.
0: Yeah, nice. I'll uh, add them into the show notes. Thanks for your time, Anthony. And uh, yeah, catch up soon.
1: Thank you very much, Chris. Really appreciate it.
0: If you're feeling inspired to take your career to the next level, I'm dedicating a day in my diary to help those of you with your career change. On Friday 22nd of January 2021, I'm running 15-minute career change booster calls. So if you've lost your job, want to move up or on, change career completely then book a free zoom call using the link in the show notes i look forward to speaking to you in the next episode i'll bring on another special guest to help you on your career change journey thanks for listening to the you in five years podcast keep moving forward guys until next time